Hello and welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast, number 116. Wow. Last week, uh, Peter found an old paper of ours with really good stuff in it that we shared, and we found another article again this week. This time, it was one that was published about a year ago, an excellent article, not one of ours this time. Uh, it's called Learning to Conquer Life's Crises, and it's by Bruce Feiler, who uh, wrote a book that was published last fall, almost a little over a year ago, um, called Life is in the Transitions. That's right. And his premise is, was, still is, that uh, we go through transitions in life. Some of them are smaller and some of them can be quite disrupting. And there are better ways to go through and approach these transitions uh, that help us come out on the other side in a better place. And we wanted to kind of connect that up with what we were talking about last week. Well, you know... I read both papers a couple of times because they are both good. I like our paper a little better. I'm sorry, but I do. But you know, they're both good. And uh, I'm thinking to myself today now, how am I going to put these th two things together? They're both speaking about some very profound principles about change, difficulties in life that, are, that need to be coped with. And you know, I'm, I was thinking about our last podcast and how prophetic it turned out to be that we were talking about people you know, like football players, you know, getting across the goal line with a uh, touchdown, and everybody was has been acting like that, and we haven't even, in fact, we're fumbling the ball before we even get to the finish This line. was about the COVID pandemic, that everyone was thinking it was time to celebrate when that was not the case. And we, we knew it because, number one, we're much more tuned into uh, uh, caregiver people on the front lines, including ourselves. And we have a deeper, uh, you know, a more acute sensitivity to what's really happening. Um, we have like what they call a microcosm moment. We're right there. And a lot of nurses, a lot of doctors, a lot of counselors, a lot of people are paramedics, um, firefighters, cops. We're on the front lines. And um, what we really have seen is nothing like what the public seems to have perceived. That it wasn't over. In fact, things were starting to rev up again. In fact, the long-range effects from the COVID-19 crisis were beginning to really manifest and show themselves. And I mean in some serious ways. They certainly uh, had some close friends who were hospice workers, and they were sick with the, the virus in December. And I see the long-term effect, and it, was, it jolted me. And I talked to other people that family members have had it, and they've seen it too. But I looked at that, and then I'm also seeing people's emotional reactions. That's been really something we've noticed, not only in the, the first responders you've been talking about, but in our clients, mm -hmm. in the community. Uh, there's a significant amount of emotional upheaval going on right now. Well, it almost feels like people t t took the lid off of having to really squelch themselves for a good year and a half. And then all of a sudden, there was a little permission to let go, and boom, it's like the top blew off. And people are really out of control. They're distressed, stressed, and you're right, everything's been kind of held under control during this time mm -hmm. and now the lid is coming off. It's, it's true. And you know, when, we, when you study uh, change and you study transitions, you realize that this is things that people do do um, and it, it can be a real mistake, but everybody goes through these things. It's not like it's the most unique and unhuman, inhuman thing in the world. It's just, how do, you, how do you cope with this? 
Um, we've talked, Bruce Feiler's book talked about a lot, and I thought his paper was very good, about the kind of changes that we've had to face in the last year and a half. It's enormous. That everyone, Ev unlike many other times, everyone is going through a major life transition with the pandemic. Right. And, you know, in the past, for me, frontline workers, we're always going through transitions. We are. And we're always thrown back on ourselves because we go in as do-gooders and we want to fix people and make them well and, and feel that we got some control over things. But the kind of frontline work we've been involved in, we're dealing with death and dying and serious illness. Right. So it, it kind of, uh, and so do firefighters, uh, uh, paramedics, uh, cops, we, we, and doctors and nurses, of course. Mm -hmm. And we're in the front lines of having to, we're thrown back on ourselves because we can't fix everything. We can't control the outcomes. Mm -hmm. And it makes us have to look at some delusions that we've had about ourselves and about life. And we have to face them because we have to go on in our work. And if we stay in that other place, we're going to be in trouble. We've seen, we've seen many frontline workers do that. They burn out. Mm -hmm. They get bitter. They get negative, disillusioned. That was one of Bruce Feiler's first points that I thought was really important and something that you could kind of overlook because it sounds so simple. And that was that when you find yourself faced with change and needing to go through a transition, his point was the first step is that you have to actually choose to go forward. You can't just say, I'm not going to change, I refuse to face this, I'm just going to kind of be in denial that in order to keep moving forward you have to make that choice. Well he talked about that, but even one thing earlier than that, and he did talk about that, is what is one of the first components that come up during these very these times of upheaval, um, more serious upheaval, and that is our emotions and having to deal with them and face them. Um, a lot of people do not do well at this. No, okay, it's no. not one of our big skills. No, they don't. Um, and he was saying that's very important to do. And then the next thing is just what you're talking about: to slow down and try to figure out what we can do. To, to deal with these changes in, in new ways. to, mm -hmm. to uh, It's kind of a time of transformation. Not easy. No. no one's saying that, and he wasn't either. In fact, there are phases to these changes are difficult. And he, he talks about everybody in life goes through life changes. And because we have support, we have whatever, most of the time we cope pretty, we get through them. And then there's these major upheavals. Mm -hmm. He had a word for those. Yes, and where three, four of them, we've seen this, your husband's seen it, mm -hmm. uh, because his work shut down or whatever, all of them come together all at once. And you got to look at that and go, oh my God, look, at, I have met more people that aren't just facing one upheaval. Right. It seems to be uh, numbers of them coming together all at the same time, mm -hmm. and it seems to be more common now. Right. And that causes a big disruption in our lives. It destabilizes our lives. Mm -hmm. It's it's very it's scary. I'll tell you that. He called them life quakes. That's what they are. And yeah. they feel like it too. Yeah. And they lead to a time of instability, destabilization, having to look at things that we're so used to and accustomed to not even thinking about them. We kind of feel like we had everything in place. Oh, that's right. And, and there's gone. And uh, right. And you know, he says something that uh, here I am as a psychologist and I've known this for a long time, that there's certain, I used to think, such antiquated thinking, and that was, 
you're taught that we go through phases of life in a very linear way. You grow up, you get married, you have children, you get a job, you get raised, eventually retire, you die. It's all this linear nonsense mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. has very little to do with the way life really works. Yeah. And I used to look at this and go, they got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. That sure isn't the, the, the kind of work I'm involved in. But we're seeing that that is a dangerous way of thinking, and right. a lot of people are. It makes transitioning during difficult times much harder. Your husband's a perfect example. He was in a big corporation. He had a very steady, very important job for, what, 40 years? Mm -hmm. They decided to close down the whole thing. I mean, a huge change. Right. And he was done, like he had never had a day of work there. And they said their goodbyes, and all of a sudden, that, that, that job was done, that corporate facility was closed. Mm -hmm. And that's a big change. Yeah, yeah, not that moving through and then you go through retirement at a certain age. No, and, no, it no. was a, it was a different a different way of seeing things. Well, the truth of the matter is, that's that's what that kind of thinking that Dwight was thinking, and it, lots of people do, is dangerous. It's the expectations. It it makes people fragile because when it comes to the real thing, they're not prepared to cope at all. And we've seen that in our work a lot, that people are just overwhelmed and are having such a difficult time coping, but their thinking was the old way, the old psychological theory way. Mm -hmm. well, most people think that way. Yeah. It's not the truth. I think what Bruce Fowler is talking about are the kinds of changes that life goes through, all these different changes. It's not linear, and we have to kind of learn to flow with it and cope with it and make and come out of it actually for the better and learn from it and grow from each one of these trials and difficulties. Mm -hmm. The big ones, of course, they're, they're hard because you got to look at things that you've been counting on, that are dependent upon, and all of a sudden they're gone. Your health, the health of a loved one, the way you function for a long time and got away with it and now it doesn't mm -hmm. work anymore. A business or a job. Yeah, think about the it. place you live, your family. How many people have been, that were out of jobs? What, mm -hmm. it was 40 million? Quite a few. I mean, it's enormous. Yeah. The changes have been so drastic. The correction is so uneven at Very this point. Much so. And when we thought we were moving ahead, guess what? We aren't moving. We're, we're thrown back on here it go again. Mm -hmm. Even more troubles coming our way. Not anything we wanted to, to, to cope with, but we have to. But I'll tell you something it's time for us to learn how to grow and change and how to make the best of very difficult situations. There are definitely things that we can do to make that process go easier. One of them is to be willing to change. Right, you start and, uh, there. And a lot of people are so scared, they don't budge. Not everyone we work with no. is comfortable or willing to change. Uh, people and will come to us and they want a better life, they want something more fulfilling. But when it comes right up to the point of changing, they can get stuck. <coughs> We've seen it. We've also seen people that have <coughs> traumatic backgrounds. And, that's and that stuff gets triggered. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they revert back to old adaptive behaviors during those traumatic times. And they're doing them in the present. We call it reenactment. It's like, what are you doing? That's not helping you. You're back there. You're not even dealing with the present, right. and things are happening all around you. And you need to engage and work with it, and and, and find new solutions. And you're not doing anything. You're stuck, right. like you were when you were younger. 
And how how much of that are we seeing now? It's, a lot. I think everyone can have that can happen to just about everyone. At, a little bit more or less. Everyone can kind of get to a point where they go, oh, I don't know what to do. But if they get stuck and stay there, that's a problem. Well, that's dangerous. Yeah. There are people that have been through different times in their life and they learn to get to cope. They learn to be adaptive. They learn to figure out the situations to more than survive. There are, that, there are those too, and they've been traumatized at times too, but they have a better shot at this. And, and then a lot of people that have lazily just slipped into old ways of functioning and now everybody's living the extraordinary realities of a caregiver. Mm -hmm. Not just the caregiver world, the entire world. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing so many people thrown back in themselves and they aren't used to it and it's a very difficult thing to cope with and adjust to. That's why we're doing this. That's why Bruce Feiler's writing his books. It's to help people wake up to know this isn't hopeless. It is difficult. It is hard. But you've got to move ahead and you've got to find ways to deal with your emotions, not let them get in the way of you actually doing some constructive... Something constructive to yeah. move forward, to be assertive, to take on, uh, start to take on some change. I want to bring in something from now from your paper that may sound a little bit different than what we've been talking about, and that is when people get overwhelmed by this change, and we've been talking about people not getting stuck, moving forward, you often make the point of, in times like these, people also do need to slow down. So what's, how does that work? We're talk, talking about getting stuck, but we are talking about you may need to slow down. Well, I think it's very important because we have to reconfigure our lives. And you can't, it's very hard to do that when you're stressed and under pressure and panicked and out of control and fear is running your life. It doesn't work that way. That's the time that you need to slow yourself down and reevaluate what's going on and figure out some new creative strategies for the next phase of your life. Um, sometimes we can't always do it ourselves. We have to have other people who care about us do it for us and, and slow us down and, and, and get us to take a constructive look at what needs to happen next. We've had some people come in this week uh, who were really in panic or very close to it and, and needed our help to kind of slow down and get it kind of get grounded again. Yeah, and you know, we have a, actually we have a lot of that kind of thing. We have a lot there. of that right now. And uh, being the, the strong kind of person I am, they look to me, they also will attack me. Because I'm, I'm not going to do anything. It's like they're out of control. That's that panic. That's they're that panicked. panic. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's the first thing to come to grips with is not to let fear dictate the, your outlook and your perspective and the way things are going. That's the first thing that needs to need to get a grip on. Not let right. fear be the one, the thing that show, that just distorts everything. Right. Um, there is healthy fear too. I mean, in change. There are things that, it, you know, the fears of things that are dangerous, things that are not going well, things that need to be anticipated and planned for. That's important. So there's healthy fear as well. We're talking about the emotionality, the panicking, the worrying, the freaking out. Um, the that paranoia. Kind of paranoia, we're seeing a lot of that too, yeah, yeah. And especially during these times. And, and then they don't trust. They're embittered. They're angry. We've seen a lot of that. 
So slowing down could be part of helping to kind of get a grip. I think it, I things. think it, I do think it is. And then the other part of it is to really take a look at our situation honestly. And it may be a little scary. There's there's things that, particularly in this paddock, more than I've ever seen before, we are definitely faced with some very serious issues that are frightening, health issues, dying, death and dying of loved ones. Um, and I God, I'm hearing too much of that these days. There are, there are things that are frightening. Nobody's diminishing that. It's just how do you react in all of that that's so important. Right. And then once you take a look at those things, maybe your health, it may be your finances, it may be a number of things, the next thing to do is not to let that in itself dictate your reality. There's more to life than just these certain tangible things. These in the moment, in this time, circumstances of change, that, that there is there are other things that, that matter that are still with us. In fact, those are the more important things. And I've seen, one thing I've seen during this uh, transformative time is that uh, I've seen people being forced to get back to what was really important in their life. And it's not by choice. It's because the situations have been so challenging and difficult. And the good that's coming out of it is they really begin to look at what truly is important in life. And it may not be the tangibles, it may not even be health. It may, it may not even be being able to save a loved one. I couldn't save my wife. Those are diffi terribly difficult things. And yet we're forced to face something much deeper. It's interesting, after my wife passed away a few months ago, some uh, fellow cowboy in town, I, it's part of my life, cowboy life, and, but he's no dummy. And uh, we were doing something with cattle and the horses, and he says, so what have you learned from what you've gone through with Lynn? And it was a really good question. It's a good question, and in the last little bit of time we have here, we're almost done again. I do want to answer that one, though. Answer that one. And let us know, let everyone know kind of how that brings things together for them. And that's what this fellow Dennis helped me. I knew, yeah. I was told him the thing that I've gotten most out of everything is gratitude and appreciation for yes. what I do have and what we do have. Yes. Not coming easily, but I, I always thought I did have a certain sense of appreciation, but not like now. The little things in life really do matter. Right. And they really can be fulfilling, and it means it's so important during these times to start being grateful and appreciative for what you do have, and that you are here. And it's time to evaluate that. And then there's there's the issues of spirituality that enter into it, and it's looking at well, there is a bigger truth out there that we've all been running from, uh, many of us, and we need to look at that too. Maybe not religiously, but personally, you got to look at that part too. This is the kind of things you begin, you're forced to begin to take a look at. I think those things are what's the value that comes out of these very difficult, disrupting times. Yes. I don't think they're all bad, I'll no. be honest with you, but they aren't going to come easily. But I, in fact, I think that makes them more precious and more important and more valuable because they come through such difficulties so you can appreciate what you have even more. Right, like that's the bedrock. Right there. I agree. Yeah. 
Thank you for joining us. The Survivor's Guide to Life podcast is brought to you by Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 charity. Please consider visiting their website, sctraumatreatment.org, and helping support us and keep us on the air. We are on all the regular podcast outlets. We have our own YouTube channel. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Please like us and share us. You can reach us at Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com, 707-781-3335. Take care of yourselves. Keep your chin up. Don't get discouraged. We'll see you soon.